Welcome to the Weird Christmas Podcast. I'm Craig Kringle. You don't know your neighbors very well, do you? Even if you think you do, it's very possible that right at this very moment, they might be hiding in their basement doing unthinkable things. Who knows? When you're listening to this, it might be August right now, for all I know. And you're out mowing your yard like a good suburbanite. But your neighbors might be very close in physical proximity, but living a life that is so far from what you expect that they might as well be worlds away. You can't see him down there, hiding in the dark, away from the summer sun, indulging in one of the most depraved occupations known to man, enjoying Christmas music. And know this, he's not alone. There are countless others across the world who spend all year not merely enduring, not tolerating, not even just occasionally humming along with, but actively seeking new Christmas music. Friends, I bring you news from this strange underground community of reprobates. Their numbers are growing. The internet brings not only fake news and meme wars, but also an ever-growing community of Christmas music devotees who spend all year gathering their festive melodies to unleash upon an unwary public in the form of Christmas mixes. CDs and playlists of the most unusual, forgotten, or underappreciated songs of Christmas time, both covers of old standards and new compositions, many of which would never be played openly in public were it not for these goblin kin mining the deepest reaches of Bandcamp and SoundCloud for their murky gems. And I, you know, that's a hard metaphor to keep going for long, so I'm just going to drop it. Yes, the community of Christmas music lovers and mixmakers does seem to be growing but there's still a few places where, in my humble opinion, you can find the rarest of the rare and, frankly, the best of the best. For a good introduction to this, there's a movie you should definitely hunt down called Jingle Bell Rocks. Director Mitchell Kezen put it together about Christmas music lovers and told a story of where his own obsession came from. In fact, you can hear his story if you just scroll down the list of my episodes, and I'll bet a bunch of you listening now have heard that. But I wanted to wade back into that world just a bit because, to be honest, I'm not really part of it. People often ask me for Christmas music recommendations, but there's only so many things I can obsess over, and the cards keep me busy enough. I leave the music to the experts, like Mitchell, or Stubby of Stubby's House of Christmas, or Christmas A Go-Go, or the man we're about to hear from, Jim Goodwin of Christmas Underground. If you follow me on social media, you've definitely seen me repost things he's discovered, and I've found some of my absolute favorite holiday music through his site. Things that, to be honest, I listen to all year round. And one thing that makes Christmas Underground a bit different from the other Christmas music sites is that he specializes a bit more. You won't find too many novelty songs or covers on his site, although those do pop up now and then. Instead, Jim works more like a curator for someone with a pretty picky kind of taste, and I fall right into that category. If I was going to be super labely, I might call it indie and indie pop with a slight slant towards emo. But you could also say that Christmas Underground is always looking for those smaller, less commercial bands who happen to put out a Christmas or winter-themed tune that they really put their heart and soul into, but maybe they didn't ever expect it to get very far. I mean, as proof, look at the number of times Jim complains about missing out on some printing of 57-inch records or some other obscenely tiny release. It's, it's a lot of times. <laughs> 
Point is, Christmas Underground tries to highlight Christmas music that never was trying to be Christmas music in the way that the industry usually sees it. These aren't bands hoping for a cash song, even a well-produced one. These are all unique tunes with unique origins and unique sounds. But I've always loved his site, and I always wanted to talk to him, so I did. I hope you learn a little something about the world of underground Christmas music and also just have a new place to find songs for your season. And by the way, on the show notes for this episode, there are lists for a bunch of other sites with great selections of Christmas music. I don't want the other folk I've gotten to know to think I don't love you too. And this episode does go a bit longer than usual just because we actually talked twice, once last year and once just a couple weeks ago. Life got a bit hectic last year and I wasn't able to put it all together, but I wanted to add more stuff for this year. So I figured what the heck. But if you just want some recommendations for this year, skip ahead a bit after we talk about the life of a Christmas music junkie in general in the first part. To get started, I asked him how he fell into this obsession in the first place. So... It started when I was working at a record store in Roanoke, Virginia, called the, the Record Exchange, which is no longer there. Um, I, it, I think it had been there from maybe about like the early to mid-70s until about maybe 2005, uh, when it got sold to Plan 9 Music, and then it, then it died. But all the record clerks that were working there decided that we were all going to make Christmas mixes and give them to each other for Christmas. And the way that it shook out is that I think, if I remember correctly, I was the only one that actually finished mine and made (laughs) enough copies for people. Uh, And that was it. (laughs) I think somebody else finished theirs, but like they basically walked into the store on Christmas Eve and went, hey, here's my mix, you know, and we listened to it in the store. And that's about it. Um, But, you know, it it was the kind of thing where I hadn't really looked into it before. Um, I just started poking around, realized that some bands that I loved had had some Christmas music. Uh, One in particular from that first record was the uh, Erland, uh, I'm going to say his last name wrong, I'm sure, Uh, Erland Oi from uh, Kings of Convenience. Mm -hmm. He has a, a version of Last Christmas, which is just beautiful. Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day Save me from tears I'll give it to someone special Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day You gave it away This year Save me from tears I'll give it to someone special Uh-uh So it was on this XFM uh, comp that had come out in, in Europe. And those are the days of, you know, being able to find stuff uh, nefariously pretty easily. And so I, you know, I hunted it down and, uh, and then just kind of went from there. You know, I found some of the, uh, the early bootlegs that were flying around of the, of the Sufian uh, Christmas CDs. Uh, I found out that, yeah, like, Yellow Tango had Christmas songs. It's Christmas time, it's Christmas time, let's all bring good cheer to all your friends and neighbors of far away and near. Uh, all these bands that I really, really loved uh, had, had these really excellent Christmas songs, but then what also kind of got me angry was there were all these bands that I loved that had terrible Christmas songs. 
So it was like equally uh, a revelation, I suppose, when it comes down to it. Uh, and that was that was oddly the genesis of what turned into my blog. Was I was sick and tired of seeing really bad Christmas songs be on every everyone's like uh, indie Christmas mix just because let's say like of Montreal put it out or something like that. And I that like infuriates me. Um, but you know I, I'm making this 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 cool little Christmas mix, and I I found a 22 minute version of uh, David Sedaris's Sandland Diaries. <laughs> and uh, it was it was a version from uh, Fresh Air that I ripped with like this uh, real player ripper kind of thing, and then I chopped it up into pieces. And and so it starts off with like maybe about two minutes of the uh, of the story, and then goes into two songs that work well work well together. Then you've got another like two two minutes of story, and then and it kind of just goes like that. It's you know it, I thought it was super successful. And, uh, and then I, 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 like, I'm also a huge Bell and Sebastian fan. And so I don't know what it was that made me think that I could turn the boy with the Arab strap into a Christmas record, but I did, I just kind of thought of it and did it, uh, grabbed my roommate, had him go outside and take a picture of me with a Santa hat that I had bought at the dollar store by my record store and had ripped the, uh, the beard off of a like a door hanger, a little Santa door hanger that you might put around the knob of your door. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like cut it off with some scissors and taped it to my face. (laughs) Uh, And that hat and beard are the same ones that I have on every single cover from, (laughs) from then on all 14 years, same hat, same beard, same mustache. They just like the the beard goes in the hat, the hat goes in a drawer and I pull it out when I need it. Uh, And, uh, and so I do like cover art for that, and I, I you know work on flow and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, and now, honestly, I don't think I can do one like that anymore. <laughs> like I need so many rules to be able to make it good. Uh, you can't just like tell me to make a CD of my favorite songs. I'll be like, you know, it's the problem of infinite choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. what are you gonna do? So now it's kind of like I have to do. Christmas mixes. It's like the it's the only thing that my body will allow me to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it started uh, fourteen years ago. And I, I haven't missed a year. So I'll just throw that in there. That's I good. One. That's good because I don't think that's something that every mixer out there can say. I think I, from what I've seen, sure. a lot of people talk about having to miss a year or two here and there. That's pretty good. How would you describe Christmas Underground, like the style of things that you get attracted to and that you want to talk about? Let's see. Uh, definitely, definitely it, it all comes from that, from the idea that I, I hate seeing the same old thing. It doesn't matter if it's under, if it's indie, doesn't matter if it's traditional Christmas. It grates on me, especially when I don't think it's terribly good. I think there's I think there's definitely a place for kind of traditional Christmas music. I enjoy listening to Bing Crosby, but I only enjoy listening to Bing Crosby on a very specific schedule. Unwrapping presents on Christmas morning is basically <laughs> my limit. Uh, and I uh, White Christmas is a great movie. I, I enjoy it. You know, I, there is a place. But what I really want is I want music that is good enough to be listened to in July and not go crazy. I don't want the songs to be boring. I want I, 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 I genuinely want the song to be fantastic, and I don't care who sings it. And that's what it really comes down to. Uh, 
it, it just gets me. I, I, I have to, I genuinely, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting so worked up about it, but it, I, I get so worked up when I, when I see just the same old terrible cover of, uh, what is, what's the latest one I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. It seems like everybody is covering that. Yeah. But you know, like, I feel like all you have to do is be in somewhat of notable, notable indie band and you're going to be all over the cover of stereo gum and you're going to make that 65 new Christmas song list. And that 65 news Christmas song list so rarely includes anything that I think is is fantastic, and I would love it, love it, love it. I don't, I don't, I do not care if people read my site when it comes down to it. I do not care. I want people to hear the music. Like that's all I want. I, if Rolling Stone started uh, grabbing stuff off my site, I wouldn't be angry. I'd be happy because then you'd have people like. Uh, uh, Christmas Aguilera and, uh, and Charlie's Hand Movements. Those are just like two of my favorite ones that I've ever found through this kind of experiment that is Christmas Underground, that they'd actually get ears listening to them. And that'd be amazing. And especially for a band like Charlie's Hand Movements, which is an actual band, while Christmas Aguilera is a, is a Christmas band. But I mean, they're also in, they've got their own bands too. And it'd be great if you know, people knew who they were. Uh, but they write, their Christmas music is infinitely better than 99% of the stuff that comes out. And it, and it, it really is kind of distressing that I, I can't get people to realize that. And I don't know why. Like, like, there are definitely genres that I'm more attracted to. Uh, I have a thing for uh, indie pop, like Swedish indie pop, uh, Acid House Kings, things like that, you know. Uh, I can get pretty twee. Um, that's probably the, the, the least generally listenable thing that I could get into. I know a lot of people can't take going super twee, and I can go a little further twee than most people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh but I, I don't know, I, you know, old country. I, I, I'm not. I don't shy away from stuff like that from uh, country music. But I'm also just not looking for what you know, national country might be at the same time. I don't know. Uh, I, I talk. I talk about it on my blog, and it seems like a lot of people who send me emails pitching me songs have no idea what my blog is about. Uh, but every so often they do, and it, and it's great. And and that was also kind of a. Uh, an idea about creating this site was maybe, you know, I'm already doing all this work. I get to share it with people, maybe make their work a little easier, and maybe they'll want to share with me and make my work a little bit easier. That hasn't quite worked out <laughs> the way that I hoped. <laughs> uh, but every so often you're like, oh, yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and there's a few people that, that, uh, that follow me, that, that comment and that write me messages that whose, whose taste I, 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 I definitely uh trust and, and you know i'll take note when they send me something for sure so when you're putting ones putting mixes together do you do you feel like they're just a best of of that year or do you try no. to do a theme no there's never a theme uh it is never a best of 
I, I, I can't, I can't just allow myself to work with the, the year that has begun mainly because I, I try to have it done as early in December as I possibly can. And I fail every year. <laughs> the way that the, uh, the underground Christmas music works is that nobody tells you about it. Yeah. And so you have to, you know, you have to hunt it down and then it, it might take you five years to find it. <laughs> so you found that song. It's been buried for five years. You're going to use that song. Yeah. So it yeah. can't, that also means that you can't, you can't just say it's going to be all from 2018. Gotcha. Uh, and really when it, again, when it comes down to it, they just have to be songs that I really, really love. I don't want to put like, I, I've got a massive, uh, uh, database within my iTunes, and I very much rely on the ranking system, you know, the star ranking system, because I don't want to listen to stuff again that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, and so I, whenever I get new stuff, I try to, and I stress try, I always end up falling behind, massively behind. Uh, but I try to go through and I try to rank things so that I can find them later. And then I also have a spreadsheet that I try to keep track of stuff. Uh, but then, you know, you kind of get, you start getting a feel for it. You start thinking what might be a good leadoff track. Usually that's just, you know, that's a great starting point, obviously. Uh, some kind of present themselves as that is the only place they could ever possibly be. And that, that's usually great, you know, because that makes your decision easy. Uh, but then it just kind of, it, you know, it comes together from there. And, uh, and I try to make it, I try not to make it too depressing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do have a tendency to go for the melancholy. And my wife does a great job of keeping me in check in that way, uh, because she is definitely not uh, like that. Uh, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, what people like to call sad bastard music. Uh, <laughs> some, of my, some of my favorite artists uh, are like Mark Eitzel and American Music Club and, you know, Bonnie Bear and all these other uh, people who are not terribly happy yeah. in, their, in their music. And, uh, and so I, I can tend to to lean towards a little bit darker material like this uh my mix is initially had that phoebe bridgers song which i think is incredible i like the mccarthy trenching cover that she did coming back from the country full of good food and lousy beer this winter so dry, and the dirt road so dusty, at the lightest fall of rain, the bacteria bloom. You don't have to be alone to be lonesome. It's easy to forget. Sadness comes crashing like a brick through the window And it's Christmas so no one can fix it Not only do I think it's a beautiful song, I think it's a powerful song But I love the fact that she covered somebody small You know, I think that's incredible like, I mean, she's not huge by any stretch of the imagination. If I think if I walked up to anybody and asked if they knew who she was, they'd say no. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd blow my mind if the person said yes and I didn't know them, you know. Uh, uh, but 
but it was just too dark. It was just too dark, and I had to take it off. Yeah. Maybe a couple things, maybe since since some people aren't going to know about this, maybe we could say, um, what are some of the other sites or collectors or people that you really like to pay attention to each year that give you a lot well, of good... Well, you know, I, 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 pay attention, I pay attention to all of my kind of Christmas blogger friends. I mean, it's... it's uh, we help each other. We compete with each other. Um, it's an awful lot of fun. I, I really respect what all the, what they all do. We kind of all have very very distinct points of view and distinct ways of which we approach things. Um, like Stubby, Stubby knows everything. He's talking about Stubby's House of Christmas or Stubby'sChristmas.com, which has long been sort of like the go-to site for Christmas music. Uh. He, he, it baffles me how he finds the time to uh, give me such context as to who this band is, who this person singing is. Um, we might not always connect on exactly what we're looking for with the song. Uh, he's much, uh, he's he's got broader taste than I do when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's much more open to to religious music than I am. Um, but I really, I really respect what he does. I really, I, I am astounded by his depth and breadth of knowledge when it comes to, to the subject and to just music in general. Uh, Christmas to Go Go is fantastic. Christmas to Go Go is much more, uh, also has a, a much broader kind of uh, scope than I think I do. Um, when I find when I find really in- interesting covers that don't quite fit kind of my editorial. Thing where I where I don't I, I wouldn't necessarily say I don't that I don't like the song, but I'm like where would I put this on my site? How would I describe this? I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> then I can send it to Christmas to Go Go, and he's usually like, "That's awesome!" Uh, and I'm like, "All right, that's fantastic." Um, Lion the Sound and I are probably a little bit uh, of of all the Christmas music blogs that I could think of. I feel like they're. They're, what they're looking for is a little bit closer to what I'm looking for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I, I love Kristoff uh, and Bridget. They're fantastic. Uh, and so I, I, uh, I love just, they, they are, I probably talk with them about Christmas music throughout the year more than anyone else. So it's uh, I, uh, just kind of shooting back and forth ideas. When they're trying to find something, I'll try to shoot it to them. If I've noticed that they've written about somebody before or something like that, I'll try to shoot them something if I find it. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, those are probably, you know, missile tunes here and there. Um, I don't want to uh, – missile tunes was kind of my gateway drug, I suppose. Yeah. Back in the day where I found out a whole wide, wide, wide range of, of reviews. Um and they do a ton, but they don't do it all year. So, like, uh, you know, I guess I guess not a lot of people do it all year. But uh, but I don't I don't know them kind of personally, so I don't I don't interact with them nearly as much. Uh, and I'm not really on any of the forums, like the Falala and all the other kind of stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's good so, though, because I I, I know, know some people will listen to this and be like, where do I go to start? So so that's cool. You give a few other oh other sure ideas yeah too. awesome. Uh, like I think Mistletoons is gr- probably you know Mistletoons is probably still the great gateway drug because they really have they have a, a ton of stuff. They go way back in time. Uh, you can really go by by style of music, and so if you know you're looking for like rock music or something like that, you can go to the rock music section and just go. Uh, and they've been there forever. Uh, so that's really probably a great, 
great place to start if you're if you're just trying to get an idea because I don't write about everything. Uh, there's just not enough time. I, I kind of get bogged down when it comes to full albums sometimes when it comes to compilations that are coming out uh, because I just don't have the time. I start thinking about like, oh, I need to give this song context. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, I need to know where this band is from. Uh, when? When? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you, you know, a couple of days have gone by, and uh, and some other blog has has covered it thoroughly and wonderfully. And you're like, what do I have to bring to this? <laughs> so you know, my blog is 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 by no means uh, a a resource for everything. It's a resource for what Jim had the time for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works out well because I got to admit, like having just the the short one or two paragraph description is a lot of times much better to know okay am i going to pay attention to this when you know because some of some of them will give like long it's nice to have all that context when you're sort of looking for more information about something but just to know okay am i going to bother with this so you know that's just a you know props to you for being able to do that in a short in a short space which is not hard where i mean sorry not easy i should say not easy oh right right. yeah (laughs) i appreciate that thank you uh one more that i'd like to throw out here snowflake singles uh uh, not only is he a, a record label that puts out uh, like three to four really cool Christmas seven inches every year with one side being an original, the other side being a cover, but he also just covers uh, seven inch releases. And uh, like he, he can he can really do a write up, man. Those, those are thinking about thorough and, and incredible. He can he can really get into the get into a band and it's it's pretty interesting when he does uh he did a he did a whole big write-up of the white horses and i had no no clue of all the different connections you know they were it was basically like an idea by a produce an idea created by the producer this band uh and then he brought in all these people all his friends and some of the friends were connected to like the doves and all these other kind of like cool bands <laughs> i'm like that's nuts um but he had this. He had a. He had a fantastic write up about that White Horses record, to the point where I almost thought I might not even need to write about it at all. <laughs> uh, but it was a great record, and so I did. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but like I'd love more people to start writing about it. I've had some people in the past contact me about how they were kind of inspired to start writing about it themselves, and they started and then they stopped. Uh, and it'd be it'd be great if more people with with other. Uh, points of view would, would come in and, and join us uh, specifically like if you go into SoundCloud SoundCloud is basically hip hop Christmas music man and I don't there's, have an ear yeah, for it there's a ton I like, oh, I yeah. like some hip hop I grew up I, I grew up listening to hip hop like that was that was my teenage years that was like my early teens was all hip hop but that's not like that's not a good ear to have for today for anything uh and if somebody could actually go through all that crap, and believe me, I have heard some crap, and show me the good stuff, oh, I would love you. That would be fantastic if somebody could really, really do like a close listen, find me the good stuff, hip-hop, because I feel like if you were to ask me what I, you know, I, I almost feel like the genre doesn't lend itself to Christmas music, which is yeah. no doubt wrong. And I want somebody to prove me wrong, because <laughs> there's so much of it. 
Uh, so that I'm sure there's somebody out there listening to Weird Christmases podcast who who has that love of hip hop or not <laughs> and Christmas music. There's the, the gauntlet's been thrown down. The challenge is out there now. Yeah, but but so one other oh, yeah, thing yeah, I'm yeah. curious about, like a lot of people who get into this are m- sort of, I, it, at least it seems to me, some of them are really into it more as an intellectual kind of challenge. Like who can make Christmas music good? Um, but then there are people who actually want to hear good Christmas music. Um, do you, I don't know if that distinction makes sense, but that's just the sense that, oh, wow. that I get. Okay. Um, so when, when you say who can make good Christmas music, you, do you mean like the person who's looking for that will also be like, oh, that's a that's a that's a really good you know set of standards. Right. Right. That that, guy, that kind of like, thing. Like they really might like that too. Surpass Frank Sinatra, and I'm cool with that. Right. Yeah. And do you have any sense yeah, of that. where you are? You more <laughs> of yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was figuring. I was thinking, but um, yeah. But you know what really excites me about about uh, Christmas music is that I I think it is a very hard thing to do. Uh, I think that I think it's the kind of thing that like it's almost like graphic design. Everybody thinks they can do it, but but very few can do it well. Um, and it's always it's almost that much more impressive when somebody can do a really good Christmas song uh, than just doing a really good song. Okay, it, it really in my in my eyes in my esteem, if you can do a, an excellent Christmas song, like you're a fantastic songwriter. You're you've got great taste. You've got all you know all the all the things kind of seem to come together, and that is almost like proving it to me that that you can you can probably do whatever you want right now because you've like passed that that really hard test. Uh, I, I feel like so many people just. They do a crappy Christmas cover and a uh, less bicyclettes, less bicyclettes de bell size. Uh, here's a song called "Crappy Crappy Christmas Cover," I think it is, where he sings about how you all did this crappy Christmas cover. It's like <laughs> it's totally true. Uh, and so you know, it's it's super it's super exciting to find when people do originals. Originals are always going to excite me way 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 more than a cover. If you do a cover, you've got to really bring it. But yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I feel like it's because people kind of toss off Christmas singles, think they are this shit. And to actually do it well is just impressive. Just so impressive. Uh, And so that's kind of why I do it. Yes, because it is exciting in that I feel like it's really good and almost that much better than normal music at times because it is i feel like such a hard thing yeah to cut through this cut through the old stuff and the sentimentality and get to something real or yeah, to find, yeah. Or, or to find a new way to to exploit that sentimentality i, yeah. I don't know yeah. like it's uh, i i don't know it's, it's i don't know <laughs> no, no, it's a hard question. It's, it's, it's like, but but I've always wondered that with this too. Like, like when I was talking to Mitchell, I really kind of got the sense, like you know, he and he even said a couple times, you know, he's trying to capture something he felt a long time ago. Like there was a a certain sure. magic that he had as a kid, and and part of his joy is yeah. is finding that again. Um, but there there are all kinds of and other I ways to fall in love with Christmas music of all things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I found ever since I had a kid, I find that that certain. Christmas songs will really get to me emotionally much yeah. more. 
Uh, and last year, I felt like I was a, like a bubbling idiot. I, there was like two days in a row where these songs came out that made me cry. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? They were essentially like the cats in the cradle. And the right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You know, it's all about these kids growing up and not having time for their parents. And also, you know, I'm like, no, this is killing me. Uh, but they were beautifully written, and, and they, you know, they came from a from a really interesting point of view, and I, I, I really appreciate that. So, I, you know, I, 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 and I want to encourage the bands that I feel like do it really well, and uh, and I want people to to know who they are and to support them because I mean, you see all the stuff out there about how much you make from like two thousand streams on on Spotify. You probably make maybe a buck 50 right if you're lucky and to, to to put it in that perspective uh gosh if, if we could just you know pay for the downloads on Bandcamp, you're giving them so much more money if you just buy that download than if you add it to a spotify playlist uh you know do both that's great uh and if you want to share that playlist with your friends and your family then that's fantastic but so many of the bands that are on my site are not on spotify but yeah, I, I these people who are doing such good work. I just want them to be, you know, to get something out of it. To think that that they're loved, or you know, uh, maybe even make uh, a little bit of money at the, at Christmas time. That'd be great too. Uh, so, yeah, buy support cool. your your local artists. Absolutely. So from there, we went on to talk about his mix last year, which is all of 2018. And I'll post the rest of that up on my website in case you're interested to find out just a little bit more about some good stuff from last year. And you can still get his mix on the website. But we talked again this year, and I figured since it is 2019, it might be better to actually talk about some music from 2019. So that's what happened here. And by the way, you'll notice a slight difference in sound quality because I'm inconsistent. So today, yeah, you had one that was just a straight Christmas carol, Rest You Merry, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. It but was. It's, and it's not the kind of thing that you usually find. So no. how did that one come up? Uh, so my, my blog is, is very much uh, secular Christmas. I feel like if you really want to listen to religious Christmas music, it is, it's everywhere. Uh, and you're probably not looking for uh, odd treatments. You're, you're likely a traditionalist. Uh, mm-hmm. And so often I, I, I don't feature anything that's, that's religious or, or, or particularly traditional. Uh, but during a SoundCloud uh, uh, search, which SoundCloud, as much as I love SoundCloud, as much as I would cry if SoundCloud went away, because so much interesting stuff is, is stored within it, yet to be found, uh, mm-hmm. it is mind-numbing to search through. Uh, <laughs> And I, I just kind of got lucky today, and it, this woman uh, from uh, British Columbia, uh, Dar- Darian uh, Silver, uh, she had reposted a, a track that, it, that turns out that she had uh, released on Bandcamp last year. And it was a cover of uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, and I just really enjoyed her treatment of it. Oh 
highlighted words that you wouldn't normally get highlighted. Uh, she had pauses where you wouldn't normally have a pause. Uh, but what particularly grabbed me was these piano pieces that were being played through, uh, through the bridge. And it was just different enough and to, to really keep my interest, which is saying something for a traditional Christmas song. And it's beautiful. Like it's, it, it hits my sort of acoustic guitar right. thing, which is, yeah. So it, so it definitely pushes those buttons for yeah. me, but no, the whole thing was just so well done. And, but I mean, that's honestly, I got to say like one thing I do like about the stuff that you find is that you, I know it's a lot of sort of that, it, and not totally, but like a little bit of the indie rock kind of oh, vibe very much. Yeah. for, for a lot yeah. of the things, but they're also the things that you find are very very melodic and very lyrical and still do a really good job of, of being memorable songs. Yeah. And this one, it, it's not exactly the full on sort of indie rock treatment by any oh, stretch no. of the imagination, but it's not necessarily alien to that either. No. Like you can definitely see how somebody who likes that stuff would still be into, into this. So that's definitely one that I yeah. like. So. And, and that, that really, that really is kind of my, uh, you know, indie rock is kind of my niche. That's where I, I do come from. Uh, the the aesthetic, the genesis of of kind of what I was looking for when I first started making Christmas mixes was largely mm -hmm. indie rock, indie pop, uh, things like that. Um, I do have like a, a long history of listening to alternative country. You're going to see uh, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff on my site too, uh, Americana, um, but not really mainstream Americana. Sometimes mainstream Americana just gets too sugary sweet for me. Uh, and mm -hmm. in some instances, sugary sweet is kind of like, it's almost like, uh, uh, you know, going to like a beer tasting or something like that, or judging a beer in, in <laughs> the way that, you know, sometimes there's a style and how, it, how it best, uh, works within the style gets the prize. It might not, you know, it's not necessarily going to be like the weird thing that's over here and sometimes sugary sweet within the style is something that you actually appreciate. And sometimes I, like, I know that I, I'll post something that, that is straight up, you know, indie pop, just really hardcore indie pop. It's going to be really twee. It's going to be not everybody's cup of tea, but for somebody who is super into indie pop and also likes weird little Christmas music, then they're going to like it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, sometimes I know I'm posting something that is really for a niche audience. Yeah. But you know what? I'm here to kind of, it's it's really it is my prerogative. On oh yeah, you know as much as it's for everyone else, it's really kind of for me, uh, and and I find it interesting and uh, and it's also just really fun to kind of get that interaction with the bands too. Like today, uh, Darian uh, got super excited, reposted my my review on her Facebook page. Oh, that's uh, cool. And and commented on my on my Facebook page and uh, and it was just it was it was just very sweet to kind of get that interaction. It was no doubt as much as I like having a comment on my site. I can only imagine how it feels for somebody to uh, be appreciated in, oh, yeah. in this way. And I and I like I like doing that. I think that that people work really hard on art. Uh, it's nice when somebody goes, "Hey, 
I really like that, and I want to share it with uh, with everyone. Right. And that's, you talk about being a niche thing, but actually one thing I really do like about niche stuff, and I do, I'm definitely sort of a niche fan of things beyond just Indeed. the Christmas stuff. Yeah. But when you find that little community or you find those people who do that thing that hits you right at that sweet spot, they're just as appreciative when you get in touch with them sure. because yeah. they're usually making things that they know is going to be for a very small audience. Right. And to right. actually know that it landed, you know, where it was supposed to, yeah. it's great. So, yeah. Like uh, one other quick example that people could find on my site is uh, a band that is no longer together, uh, but it was a band called Niagara Balls. So you rented half the restaurant. Doesn't mean you get to do everything you want. Your waiters get paid to smile. actually have two Christmas EPs. Uh, maybe, I don't know if I go EP, I think they might have been singles. So the first one might have been just two tracks. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they had they had non-Christmas music as well, but it turned out that my review was the first time they've ever been reviewed. And they oh, were wow. just like over the moon that somebody like cared enough to write something about what they yeah. had done. And it was like, well, that's kind of awesome. I, I mean, you're good. They were good enough that they should have been reviewed. Yeah. Uh, and that always blows my mind when a band can be just that good and you wonder why you don't see them on like DIY or or one of these, you know, it's still underground or under the radar or something like that, like an underground music publication uh, right. that that like this band would really fit well in uh, that some people I, 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 I just don't understand why some great bands just don't get the kind of exposure that. I think they deserve. Well, what are some other things from this year? Let's pick one or two things from 2019 or maybe that were from last year, but didn't make the cut or showed up too late. Oh gosh. Uh, Well, I think, I think I I am going to butcher this name, but Magna Furuholman, who is uh, half, half, I guess a third, I think uh, AHA is technically the uh, Norwegian band AHA is technically mm-hmm. a trio, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's the keyboardist and, and co-writer of all the, of any aha hit that you might have known from the 80s. But he's not the, main, he's not the singer. Uh, but he put he's out this... He's not the guy in the comic He's book, not the yeah. guy in the comic... I mean, he is drawn. He is no doubt drawn in playing the keys oh, yeah. in yeah. that video. Uh, but he put out this really fascinating record called White Christmas Lies.
just, I, I found something in that record that, that not everyone else is gonna find, no doubt. I played it for my wife and she was not, she could not find an entryway into his voice. Yeah. And, and I understand that. Like he, he, he's, a, he's a good singer, I think, at times. Um, he is not the lead singer of AHA for a reason. Uh, but man, he can write a song. And I've never shied away from people who aren't like the greatest singer. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my, f I mean, one of my favorite singers is both not a good singer and had one of the lines about not, not having good, about loving bad singers, which is uh, David Berman from Silver Jews. And he had a line that was, all my favorite singers can't sing. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> including, including him. Including him. <laughs> including him. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, so uh, like, that's not a barrier to me. It's kind of like with modern art. If, if, uh, if you look at something and you wonder why the heck they did that, I find that so much more interesting than looking at a Rembrandt and going like, oh, that person can paint really well. Uh, yeah, you know, and I, well, I remember that one too, not only because it wasn't too long ago, but because it right. you actually talk about a whole album, and usually you just do a song or two. Oh, very, and yeah, this one you were full on for the album, yeah. And, and that, and I mean, it, it took a while to, to really kind of sit down and do maybe about three listens of the record as well, uh, mm -hmm. which I don't normally give myself that much time. Normally, around this time of year, I don't have that much time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a job, I've got a family, and I've got this weird website that I've got to somehow, uh, feed <laughs> every day if i can and I understand. Uh, yeah. and you know i had to fight the urge for to to single out one song one track because i found enough in certain tracks that i really had to kind of highlight more than one uh and that was really fun that i i contacted the label they were kind enough to send me uh a preview track of the father of father christmas which ha is not out yet uh they were they also sent me the lyrics which you know I could I could understand most of what he was saying, but it certainly makes it easier to to be able to uh, have it in front of you than than have to sit there and transcribe. Uh, now, is that a, a cover of Father Christmas? It is a the, cover of Father, Father Christmas. Yeah, he okay. has two covers okay. on the record. He's got Father Christmas and he's got the ACDC cover of Hell's Bells, uh, <laughs> which were fascinating choice. Uh, but it's not like a full on Christmas record. It's meant to be a Christmas record as well as just kind of a feeling record. Mm -hmm. uh to take place in that time uh so that was that was definitely a a surprise and and deserves a place on christmas underground because not many people that i know know who the keyboardist is for aha from aha right but man is he he is talented he is not only a talented musician but uh i i went down the rabbit hole of his his painting and and graphics work i mean the guy is an accomplished artist just all around uh i came i came away with the uh, from from this with a, a total new appreciation for him as a just an artist in full and uh and that's in the video you posted too that is is in the that, video. that's his yeah. studio right or a studio yeah. where he's working yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so if i if i could have when i first found the record i i could have bought that copy for 150 dollars <laughs> but uh <laughs> Especially around this time of year, I have less and less money for that kind of stuff, which is mm -hmm. which is brutal. <laughs> which which if I can yep. make a quick plug, and I I know that you are familiar with this sort of thing too. I mm -hmm. as well as, as you have a coffee, <laughs> a ko dash fi. dash fi. And if you want to throw three bucks my way, then that helps me buy a couple uh, songs. <laughs> well, uh, we could talk a little bit 
Um, uh, me- the messy song was a weird one. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that would fit really fit well with your brand. <laughs> <laughs> Another highlight from this year would be Messi, who is a singer songwriter from uh, Belgium. And she has two songs on SoundCloud as of the last time I checked. And uh, the most recent one is this band, this song Charlemagne, which I got lucky in that she tagged it as Christmas on SoundCloud. And I found it doing kind of multiple tag search. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as a tip uh, for people on SoundCloud, if you want to try to drill down a little bit more, you can do multi-tag search. Uh, but it's not terribly easy to do to really kind of get into the tags that you want. You might have to go into the URL and kind of figure out how they you know, separate multiple words or something like that. Uh, but I found her doing that kind of advanced search. And I just loved her voice. She had such a quality to her voice. Sophie woke up on the 1st of December With a knife in her back and unable to remember The last time she filled anything was last year's November Oh, when she opened up her fridge She was in for a surprise Someone had taken out all of the food And replaced it with ice But she said to herself Whoever did this is insane It took her a minute but then it came she said, Charlemagne, I'm under the weather. Charlemagne, I might feel better. Charlemagne, if you get back together. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, I'm under the weather. Charlemagne, I might feel better. Charlemagne, if you get back together. Charlemagne. Um, another one that uh, we'll, we'll talk about another song here that I'm just kind of going down the, the most recent feed. Uh, but Jonathan Rice and Courtney Marie Andrews, We Won't Be Lonely This Christmas. Uh, that song is is not only beautiful, but but has like a, a really fantastic, powerful message to it. And it's and it's about immigration in our country. Uh, it tells a story of a of a family coming to America to try to make a better life. Uh, the father goes to work in, in the fields, but the family gets caught in one of the, the camps that's on our border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was written, uh, Jonathan and Courtney wrote it. Uh, I think Jonathan was per- per- perhaps the primary songwriter from the, from the write-up that I read, uh, but wrote it last, last December and released it kind of like right around, I think it was maybe December 17th, 18th. And the trouble with that is that if you release that late, can just really kind of slip by. Uh, And I feel like it did because Jonathan Rice is, and especially Courtney Marie Andrews lately, they're they're both quite notable uh, recording artists. And to have that song not be picked up at least by some of the Christmas blogs that that we kind of share a community of, uh, but it it seemed like a lost opportunity. And I was was really happy to bring that one back as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of amazed that, that it did slip by because I'm constantly searching keywords and tags and mm-hmm. uh, I've got internet, you know, I've got Google alerts and uh, I, I, I have this uh, column on my tweet deck that's just Christmas song. And I mean, <laughs> to have to scroll through that is it's just terrible. And, <laughs> but. I wonder if that one did that just was it because of the political content? Like it was, did the Christmas stuff just not get tagged and, and it was under other 
things, or did it really just kind of slip by? I think it just slipped just... by. I, I, I honestly, yeah. I, I, I couldn't find too much coverage of it whatsoever. Mm. And and to have it slip by every single one of our our kind of Christmas music blogging community was was kind of surprising, just based again on on the stature of of the people who were putting it out. Uh, I would have thought that it would have gotten some notice. But there's just so much that comes out at one time. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a good way of going about it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, shoot. There was another one. I'll find it in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to talk about other things. So are there any, um, you got any ideas about what's going to be common among the mixes this year? Are there any things you think that are definitely going to show up in a lot of people's? Oh, Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you already know what's <laughs> what some of the I, big ones are going to be. Well, I mean, part part of another reason why, and I should say we are doing this in the middle of November. So yes. if this comes out in December, yes. he's not cheating. I am not. He cheating. really is. <laughs> uh, no, you know uh, what? I, I'm on eight tracks. I'm on Mixcloud. Uh, I'm on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. The indie Christmas mix is pretty much the same thing across the board. And what yeah. my, my site tries to do is to break that because I just, I really like, that's another kind of pet peeve of mine is that uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the mix. It's pretty much going to have the same sorts of things on it. Whatever stereo gum put out that year is going to be on that mix. Um, Lucy Dacus did a, just a, a serviceable last Christmas I don't think she did enough to it to make it something that people should be really super excited about. Um, that'll be everywhere. Uh, what else? So, uh, the Stella Donnelly. Speaking of, this is a bit of a tangent, but sure. that movie Last Christmas that's coming out, right. do you think that's going to do anything? <laughs> are, are we going to start to see more and more Last Christmas covers? No doubt. More George Michael songs no trying, trying to become Christmas songs? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, there's already been a... A bunch of last christmas covers i think it's only going to get yeah. more and more uh there used to be a site that was completely devoted to just covers of last christmas oh really that there oh, were that many <laughs> versions um that's amazing and uh and when i say there's that many versions there's not there's like four <laughs> you know what i mean but everybody <laughs> does i uh, like one of those four and it it has made my mix in the past erland oi from uh, uh kings of convenience does a beautiful version uh, that has made it. Uh, Les Sportif made it uh, a number of years ago, a Swedish indie pop band, and they really kind of made it. They made it super, super indie pop. Um, oh gosh, uh, that might be it. No, wait. There's one other one. Um, there's a Swedish band that did it. Let me quick, and this is probably perhaps the best one that I've heard. Uh, and I can't, I can't bring it to memory here real quick. Um, last Christmas. I apologize. I knew I was going to no. fail here. Um, I, let's see. Line Dance Fever. I'd have to say that by, the, the, Line dance by far that the, the okay. best version of Last Christmas that I've ever heard is, is Line Dance Fever. They're a Swedish country punk band. They do it beautifully. Oh, sweet. They do it beautifully. Uh, and so, like, beyond that, I have no interest, really, in hearing any more versions of Last Christmas. Um, <laughs> but for sure, that one's going to be on everybody's Christmas mix. It's going to be everywhere. 
Um, and no doubt there's going to be a couple more thrown in here and there, but. So have you gotten the picture done yet? Have you had to pull out the, um, the beard and the hat? Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I still use the same. So every year my, my cover art is a Bell and Sebastian, uh, album cover, uh, Christmas, Christmasification is what I call it. <laughs> um, and so the beard is a beard that I, I, I tore off of a door knocker kind of thing. So it's this this little <laughs> stuffed Santa that would go around a doorknob and hang there. Uh, I just oh, kinda, I don't think you told me that last I time. Ripped... You told me you've had it forever. But oh, yeah. I've had it forever. Uh-huh. This is this is 15 years that I'm doing it now. So I I, I just tore that off. I got it at the, a dollar store. I tore off the beard, and I I fashioned some string to be able to loop around my ears and tighten it so that it stays on my face. And then I take the mustache part and I just kind of jam it onto my upper lip and hope that it stays. Uh, and then I have the uh, Santa hat that I also bought at the same dollar store, which was down about five storefronts from the record store I was working at. And uh, yeah, uh, last this past Friday, we shot the cover. It's going to be uh, the Bell and Sebastian Books EP. So it's going to be Christmas books. Um, Very cool. And I'm going to be uh, putting my head on a woman's body, which I often do. Uh, <laughs> and it should be fun. Yeah. So we, we did the, the shoot and I just need to clone out all the texts on the, the record sleeve and then put my head in there and try to make it look seamless, which uh, some years are more seamless than others. Hopefully <laughs> this one will be, will be a good one. And then tell me again how I know you've been just sending me links lately there the last couple of years, but how if other people are interested, how could they find it? Is it just something that you post? So if other people are interested, uh, they can I, I do post it on my site. Yeah, I do not post it for download. Again, uh, I, I highlight that my site is here to have you pay people for their art. And so I'm, I try not to give out the songs necessarily uh, to the masses. Uh, I do I do burn some CDs and give them out to friends. Uh, folks like you like you, I will send a download to just a, but that but that that list is limited and finite. Uh, so I really want to encourage people to if they want to listen to my mix, they can go onto Mixcloud. It'll be on my website. Uh, it'll probably also go up on eight tracks, but uh, that's kind of not as useful anymore now that they've put some more. Uh, restrictions on how much you can listen for free uh mm-hmm. but yeah so that's primarily how, how people can check it out and and i do take pride in that i feel like my mix is not going to be what you find on every indie christmas mix and uh that always leads to less listens <laughs> when it comes <laughs> down to it uh because people are gonna you know they're gonna go to what they know but, if it, but ever, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be talking to you if I true. didn't like it. But but true. it's it's one of my favorite ones every year, um, if not favorite. Well, and, I I, I and do appreciate it. It's, it. it's my favorite. It's always so <laughs> listen- well, of course, of course. But it's always so listenable. Like that's it. Some of them have, you know, go for variety. Some right. of them are all over the place. Yours is the one that I can just sit down and listen to, and every track is something. And and I can say I, I can say and I, and I I mean this wholeheartedly. I try to make my mix. Good enough that you could listen to it in July and like it. I'm not. I am not joking. Like that. That is my goal. That is my my end result. Is is that? Uh, and it always 
there have been occasions where I've actually, you know, talked to friends and that has actually happened. And that's probably like the best thing you could ever tell me is that you listen to my Christmas mix in, in, in May, in, in August, in July, or some, some time of year where you have to be insane to be listening to Christmas music. But just because you like that song so much, because I, I try to put songs on there that will that you that you don't necessarily have that specific connection to Christmas with sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like like mm-hmm. something that will just get you because it's emotional or because it's beautiful or or because it's catchy uh, that transcends it just being Christmas music. So that is kind of my my goal is to is to make that record I can listen to in July and really like it. That's awesome. And you succeed. I will. Oh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate say. it. So thanks again. So christmasunderground.com and everyone should check that out. Of course, links are going to be on the site and everything else. But Jim, thanks so much for talking to me again. It, it was a pleasure. Anytime. I'll do this again next year. <laughs> so I hope you found some things you might want to listen to, or at least some places where you can go to find out the music. Links to all of those are at the show notes for this site over on Weird Christmas. I'll also put links to the individual songs that we played clips of and some other things that he mentioned. Otherwise, guys, follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook for the cards. Please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts if you liked it. I really appreciate that, and if you send me an email, I'll definitely send you a postcard in the mail. Also, consider donating a coffee, like he mentioned, KO-FI. Links to that are going to be on the page, too. Or go take a look at my Patreon site. All of those things are ways to help out the show. But this one's gone long enough. So, until next time, don't let Santa stuff you in his bulging, sweaty sack. Ooh, 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 hang on, wait a minute. Until next time, don't let Santa stuff you in his bulging, sweaty sack. Check out the Christmas Creeps podcast. They gave me a twofer.